How appropriate is to play a song from the cars uh, as I'm bringing in Tom Cruikshank this morning. He is from MnDOT. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Robin. This works out so well to have you come in. And what I want to explain to folks is, and look at that, Glenn Anderson, talk about perfect timing. Glenn, you hop in there and have a seat. Now, the funny thing is, is Tom came from St. Cloud and Glenn is coming from Mora. No, would you come from Mora? No, wait, you can say it on the air. It's okay. I do not. I, I, I live on West Rush Lake. Okay, so there's a little bit of a cruise to get here. 35 All right. minutes. All right, so I'll give you a little bit of no harm, no foul. <laughs> oh, That's you. how we'll do that. But Glenn Anderson, of course, is the city administrator of Mora, so it's great to see you this morning too, my dear. Thank you for letting me come back. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. And having Tom in, Tom is from MnDOT. He is the project manager uh, at this point because things will be switching maybe here going forward. Mm-hmm. But we want to talk about the... Highway 65 and 23 corridor study that's mm-hmm. kind of started up. And why don't we start with you, Tom, sure. and talk a little bit about this and a general understanding for folks who maybe aren't as familiar what's going on. Yeah, and thanks for the opportunity to come you over bet. and visit with you this morning. You know, um, <clears throat> we've we've got a, a project, a couple different projects coming through more coming up in 2030. And, you know, one of them, um, prim- the primary project is pavement preservation through the section of Highway 65 and 23 through the community, plus the area that's, um, we kind of call it the urban area where the frontage road area Mm -hmm. is, essentially kind of from Union all the way up to Forest. Um, That's going to be under urban reconstruction, which is a little more intensive, where we're going to actually remove the pavement completely and put all new pavement in. As as we thought about this project coming up, we said, you know, we really want to analyze are there some improvements we can do? We've got some safety issues. We've got some access issues. We've got some pedestrian and bicycle issues. So we're initiating this corridor study to take a, a little, little more in-depth look at what kind of improvements can we incorporate into this project as we as we move forward and closer to 2030. 2030 seems like a long ways away, but in our world, it's not. No. It takes a long time to develop projects, especially projects like this. So we uh, reached out to the city a couple of years ago, had started some conversation and said, would you be interested in working with us? And of course, sitting down with Glenn and his staff and, and the council and the mayor and so on, and, and everybody kind of realized, yeah, this is probably a good idea. So here we are. Here we are, yeah. right? And Glenn, I know you're, for folks not as familiar, you've been in your position now for how long? It'll be a year and six months in March. I was going to say, I remember when you came in and we set up having conversations when we could and talk about things coming forward. So relatively new to the area, but you have been in city administration around the state of Minnesota, correct? Pretty much my whole career I've been in some sort of uh, administration. Uh, My career started out right out of college where I went into park and rec. From there I went into economic development. Um, From there I went into city administration. And from there I went into city administration and utilities manager and that's where the opportunity came open for Mora because they had an administration utilities general manager position available. Sure. And we had lived um, just at where we lived currently. We've lived there for now five years. Okay. And I was driving back and forth each week and my wife works down in South St. Paul so we thought you know this is perfect for us. She goes south in the morning I go north and and I've, I've driven through Mora. I've chopped in Mora before so I had a feeling of it and an understanding of Mora, which was really tremendous when I did apply. 
Sure. And you can see the needs as well. And of course, things have been coming forward for several years. This is not brand new, but it's actually having the the study start Mm -hmm. and getting the public's input. And I know you had to get together an open house here. Was it end of November, first part of December? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, in December. It was December. Okay. And and the, the previous one was last spring. That's we were, right. Yep. We, kick, we kicked off the study almost, uh, well, a little over a year ago. Okay. Um, so we've been in the community for a little over a year working on this. Um, and the initial phase was kind of that initial outreach, kind of get, get input from the community. What, what are the issues? What's really going on here? Really get a feel for what's happening. And that really helped us kind of set the table for where we are today. So when we came back in December, we started to talk a little bit more in depth about what kind of improvements would we start to think about as, as we um, take all this information we've gathered and all the data and sift through it all, ideally we want to come up with a set of alternatives. And, and we're kind of there right now with the alternatives. And we had a workshop with the council here just a couple of weeks ago to sit down and really talk about this is what to expect, this is what's coming. Um, and it, it kind of a couple things have kind of really come up to the surface is we we really want to manage traffic better here. I mean, we know in the summertime, this is very busy, that recreational traffic. It really hamstrings the community. Um, the highway divides our city here. And in order to you get from place to place within the community, you have to use the highway, either to travel on it or cross it. So we want to come up with a, a way to help manage that better for the local traffic, but also provide that mobility for that through traffic because not every not all the traffic that comes in the community wants to stop here it needs and and of course we have a responsibility as MnDOT to manage that as part of the highway system Um, plus we also have a tremendous amount of of freight traffic that comes through it's twice the state average freight traffic comes through really okay mainly because of highway 23 that connection between st cloud and duluth sure Um, so so we also have that factor too we've got these large trucks that are navigating their way through through the community uh, along Highway 23. So all of that together uh, kind of leads us down a path of a generational, you know, what we're calling a generational improvement to the highway system here. And because if, you know, once we get done with this project, we might not be back here for 30 years. So we really want to try to do it right. And we've set a little extra money aside as part of this project coming up to hopefully be able to incorporate uh, you know, some of these additional improvements. So we're looking at it as a, a couple options. One, introducing roundabouts, potentially. Um, the other is we could remain as a signalized corridor, too, which would work just fine. But the questions that we're asking ourselves is, does it really meet the needs into the future and, and what we're dealing with today? So that's what we're working on right now. Uh, we'll be continuing that work into the spring. And then when we get done, we'll have a, a recommended alternative that we can then pass off to our construction side of MnDOT. And then they'll take it from here and start developing those construction plans. And, but they'll be back in the community again, sure. kind of the same round of engagement, talking to the city and the city council, because there's going to be a lot of interaction between uh, our staffs jointly. And then, again, visiting with the residents and the community and the travelers. And and then when that, uh, probably in a couple of years, we'll be really getting into the meat and potatoes of what we're actually going to be building. So it does, there is a whole process, obviously, that Mm -hmm. happens with this. And several things I've heard just as a community member is just what you talked about. There are certain, the summertime, it really gets backed up. You can plan a Friday night uh, and pretty much, in fact, I have uh, some friends of mine who enjoy old cars. And we go up and sit with our old cars in the Methodist Church parking lot and watch the traffic back up, Mm -hmm. you know. And I know that sounds weird, but it's interesting to see 
I have sat there enough in real time to see exactly what you're talking about. And with those backups, much harder for vehicles to enter from either side of 65, for example. And we're talking all the way going up, up north here. So the other piece of this, for somebody listening, so we're talking, because they've talked about the school, the 9th Street mm-hmm. area there. So this whole project, can you guys just break down the exact locations for somebody not as familiar? Does it, You know what I'm saying? From 65 north, right? From yeah. a particular area all the way to 65 south and then hooking on to 23 and then what you talked about with Union and Forest as well. Yeah, actually, there's there's kind of two elements. The study is a little broader area. Okay. So the study is essentially from the city limits north and south city limits, and then to the east, out past Mahogany Corner on 71. Okay. On on 23. So we're connecting all those legs. The 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 actual construction is kind of essentially just a little bit south of the Snake River, almost down to t- probably almost down to the 23 South Junction, up to. Uh, Mora Lake, essentially. Is okay. that's, that's our construction limits when that happens. Now, there will be some auxiliary things that are happening. We're going we're gonna to talk about the French roads and some of those accesses. And I know we've been visiting with our businesses in the community and, and you know, to f- find out what their needs are. And, again, try to explain to them if we make some changes, this is how we would manage that traffic as it, as it does change in the future. So that's, that's essentially what we're dealing with now. Sure. And, Glenn, I know you must hear from certainly some of these businesses specifically because you're meeting on a more local level. And it's a huge concern because of these businesses. I'm even thinking when you mentioned Forest and Union, that's exactly where we're at here with Schoberg and Holmstrom. Mm-hmm. So in the downtown areas, I'm sure are concerned about, you know, any time that there is a possibility that people can't necessarily travel that road. That's a concern. And then when you're on 65, concerns as well. What's going to happen if there all this traffic is happening and they can't get off and get to Quick Trip and get to Holiday and get to Coburn's? And there's a lot going on there. The first thing I'll say is, is everybody and everybody, change is scary. Right. Change is scary. And, and the change is, is the scary part is the not knowing of, okay, once it's built, it's a generational thing, like Tom said. This this will happen and stay for 30 years or so before they take a look at it again to see where populations and those type of things happen. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, a, a lot of businesses are, are concerned, you know, and they should be because it's, 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 it's unknown right now to them. There are businesses that are planning on moving and building. Um, we've been in contact with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to understand and realize what role they play and what role that MnDOT's going to play with them. All vitally important. And, and so, therefore, yeah, there's some, you know, consternation, if I might say. But there's also understanding that it's time. It's needed because of what you see and what you saw by all the backups, Mm -hmm. the flow, traffic issues in terms of accidents. I mean, you want to avoid accidents, and that's the main primary reason you want to get through people through. Um, Some of the things they're looking at is making sure that they're talking to these businesses, the ones that are going to be building in the future and the ones that have plans, but also the ones that are here. We have to consider the strong point of how are they going to get their people in and out so their business maintains and doesn't fade off. Um, those are some vital, vital questions that they have, which they should, and, and therefore they're bringing those questions. And that's what's great about what MnDOT has done. Tom and his group has done a terrific job. Um, Bolton and Mink have come in and, and explained in details, and, and they're, they're flexible. It's like, oh, if we didn't realize something and somebody brought it to them, they'll revamp, relook, and go back and rediscuss. It's not like anything's in hard, nailed-down cement today. What it is is it's a, it's a 
process of movement, if I might say. Mm -hmm. And it continues to move and with the input. And that's why we're here today, too, is to let as many people know that your voice has to be heard. You need to come in. You need to chat. You need to do the things. You need to get a hold of Tom. You need to get a hold of Jacob. Those are the conversations that they take it back and take it to their designers and developers and say, okay, here's the feedback. If you're not willing to participate in the feedback area, you may not get what you want. And that's the unfortunate side, but there are things that have to happen no matter what. And the main thing is safety of traffic, getting across the facility. How are we going to get pedestrians from one side to the other? Is it going to be wider than it used to be? What's the navigationable? Those are important aspects. And I do think the frontage roads that we have can sometimes be, there's great things to them, but that's where the flow of traffic, I think, really becomes interesting. And Mm -hmm. since Quick Trip took over the old spot Mm -hmm. where Fairview School was in Mora here how many years ago now, it's wonderful it's there, but at the same time, that becomes definitely, especially these busier days, if you want to turn and go by Mora Chev there, for example, and by Holiday, and there's all this traffic coming. I know I've talked with Brian Smith, and he said the even some of the data that the county had provided uh, was low on some of the accidents that he knows his officers have had to go to. It's become a real concern there, and that is also a pedestrian crossing, believe it or not. So mm-hmm. the, the safety of our citizens, the mobility to get from point A to point B safely, that's, that is always, I think, the main concern in any community, and MnDOT takes all that into account mm-hmm. as well. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really important to us. Uh, you know, we're going to try to do as much as we can to improve the mobility, improve the safety, um, realizing that we do have some financial constraints here. You know, right. We don't have an unlimited checkbook to come in and do sure. everything, and it's not going to be gold-plated. But we're going to do with what we've got. And, you know, fortunately, a couple of years ago, we had some vision and set some additional money aside, anticipating that this study would occur and we would have some additional improvements that we want to do. So, so we're getting ahead of the game, right. which is good. And, and now as we kind of start getting to the point where we're starting to wrap up our study and, and come up with, uh, you know, preferred path, um, you know, now, now we'll start to see, you know, are we pretty close on our estimates and and then when we hand it over to our construction folks and they can refine it and, and, and get to the, you know, hopefully final goal here of, of making those improvements. Um, you know, one of the things that we think about as we're <clears throat> trying to plan for the future, you know, you can't build for everything that's happening in the future. You know, we can't build for the very top peak day, um, but we're going to build for that higher than average day is what we do. Uh, and I know there's some pressure. I know the Highway 23 Corridor Coalition is, is, is very active and they want to see, again, they'd like to see that four-lane facility all the way to Hinkley from, you know, south southwestern Minnesota. Um, that's outside the scope of what we're doing. We, we have a responsibility right now to take care of the pavement that's in front of us. Um, Literally. If, if, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? And, and someday, you know, again, someday, who knows? Right. If if there is a, a a desire and a need and and a and a you know, meeting all the criteria, checking all the boxes to have some kind of four lane highway that would come through the area, would it be on the current alignment of of the current highway? Probably unlikely because again, you'd be talking about a massive taking oh my of goodness. property yes. through because if you go down by Painesville, where we just wrapped up the the last kind of sections uh, between Painesville and the Wilmer area. It's it's a big wide highway through there, and I it couldn't is. imagine trying to bring that through more. So, so 
We it doesn't really mean, doesn't mean it can't happen. It just exactly. means that at this point, it's we don't want to put the cart before the horse, yeah. so right. to speak. Well, and because of time constraints, um, what I want to do here, I, I've opened the door wide. Of course, Glenn always knows he's welcome, and Tom and, and whoever mm-hmm. else going forward with this project, please get a hold of me. Come in anytime if there's more meetings coming up or whatever the case may be. But right now, if someone's listening and they just want more information, why don't you give us kind of the best ways to go about getting some of that information and then a timeline maybe for the next meeting coming up? Yeah, uh, the best way is if you go online okay. and, and just do a, do a search on the Internet for Highway 65, Highway 23, Corridor Study in Mora, and it'll take you to our MnDOT Let's Talk Transportation website. We keep that up to date, a lot of information there. And as we have additional meetings or things coming up, we'll post it there. Also on social media, you can follow MnDOT District 3 on, on social media, Facebook, X. Um, we, we post uh, latest information there, too. Sounds good. And, Glenn, I know as well your door is always open. Is it best just to call the call the, the number there for the city, or wh- what would you say? We welcome it. We welcome that. We welcome the phone calls. Um, we also welcome walk-ins. If somebody, you know, wants to sit and personally talk about it or those kind of things, um, we have a terrific staff. And I'll start with Joe Kogaf. He He's mm-hmm. so welcome and warm, and he knows so much because he's been here for, for very 20-some years, right? Right. So from that, he, he has a, a, a solid understanding of anything from water to electricity to how is this going to affect this minus little thing that only one person would know about, and that's him. You know, so we welcome that as well. And we can get people connected. We can get people connected to Tom. Mm-hmm. We can get connected people to, to Bolton and Mink. How do they and who do they want to talk to? We'll make the connection happen. They can sure. stop in. So if they're not too savvy on the websites or something like that, that's okay. Give us a call or stop by the office, and somebody will get you where you want to be. Okay. Best phone number then? Boy, um, I'm putting I'm, you on I'm, the spot. I'm going to give you a cell number. Okay. Mine's 651-587-0403. Okay. And if they happen to call my office number, leave it ring until it, because it rolls over. Okay. So I'm on call, you could say, 24-7. And so that's important for people to know that we're working for them. And, and I'll, I'm going to say this in closing, is that it's been a pleasure to work with MnDOT. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a pleasure to work with Bolton and Mink. I mean, th- you know when you're talking to these people and Tom, too, how well-versed they are in understanding the concepts, and they've done it before. It's not like this is their first rodeo, so exactly. to speak. They have, and they have other projects and things that they can use as, you know, kind of blueprints for what's coming up next. They've yeah. learned lessons that will benefit us. As an example I can give you, specifically, is a roundabout. You know, there's some talk about that. In that regards, a person's asked about the size of the roundabout. And, and the answer is we will make the size according to the, the trucks that are coming. Mm-hmm. As Tom mentioned earlier, that we have some large trucks and a lot of trucks. Therefore, roundabouts that are going to be placed here, if they are placed here, will be those accommodating for the smoothness of a truck doesn't have to stop, back up, turn corners. It's a smooth thing where they can roll up over the curbs, those kind of things. So they're designed to accommodate what we're looking at. Yeah. And it, there's so much to it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And gentlemen, I'd love to keep you around another <laughs> half hour if I could, to be honest with you, but I'm just stuck on time. Yep. But Tom Cruikshank, again, from MnDOT, thank you so much. You're the project thanks, manager thanks for, for this. And, of course, Glenn, appreciate you coming in this morning. And we will stay in touch and get more information yep, to the public. Anytime, absolutely. All right. Appreciate it, guys.